All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a treat for you today? We have a treat for you. It's called number 13. Number 13, unlucky for some, but yes. not so much for you and I. Because this uh -huh. is a delightful piece. Welcome to Go Write Yourself, the only show dedicated to telling you to stop deeply considering Walter Benjamin, the alternative writer and Marxist of the first half of the 20th century, and get off your own butt so you can go write yourself. Yourself. I gotta stop yourself. saying we gotta try and stop saying it at the same time. We gotta figure something out there. I, I like it when we say it at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, um this is definitely one for a write a lover of writing. But yes. uh, this is this is for a book lover. Someone who relishes to write must relish to read. And this someone sounds like someone who can who relishes reading. Yeah, it's very good advice uh, because uh, it talks a lot about uh, how books are related to harlots and mm -hmm. everybody loves both. <laughs> so everyone um, looks like the last two episodes on uh, Walter Benjamin. I keep wanting to say Walton, Walter Goggins or, or Walton Goggins or whatever that that actor who mm. like who occasionally plays a, a, a rough sheriff in the middle of nowhere, and it's his job to enforce justice. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cast. Yeah. But this is, uh, yeah, on Walter Benjamin's, the continuing miniseries on Walter Benjamin, this uh, list of 13 things is about uh, yeah, books and harlots, like we said before. Uh, number one, uh, probably... The most obvious relation between mm -hmm. a book and a harlot is that both of them can be taken to bed. Number one, books and harlots can be taken to bed. I love that. And it kicks off the whole less like as in you it pre -shad foreshadows or demonstrates instantly what this article, what this little piece is about. Um, oh, it's yeah. like okay, right here, here what here's now you know what you're in for. What we're going to do is a little piece about the relationship between things that books and uh, whores have in common: prostitutes. Gonna right? be very funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you see that first one and you go ha ha ha. That's kind of witty. And don't mind uh, the the background noise uh, coming from Anthony there because he's and in Mexico. Mexico. And and God knows what's happening outside his window. I know that's um, the kind of thing that happens when you live this bohemian lifestyle. Yes. Uh, or perhaps uh, there's a harlot in his bed right now. Uh, if only. If, if only. only. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, books and books harlots. Books and harlots interweave time. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was. <laughs> oh no. Right. I, 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 I was just enjoying speaking at the same time as you. Sorry. I thought it was sensual. People are getting us in stereo. Do you want to Ooh. edit this bit out? <laughs> this is... <the laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is... It's it's sexy if we both speak at the same time. Are you ready? Let's try, let's, let's, let's try doing it at okay. the same time. All right, ready? One, two, two three. three. Books, Books and harlots, and harlots interweave, interweave time. time. No, that's just they terrible. <laughs> that's, that just ends up being terrible. That... <laughs> okay. All right. Books and harlots interweave time. They command a night as day and day as night. That's 
fun uh, to think about because uh, when you're involved with either one, it is kind of like, you know, it, you're either going to be in the nighttime, you're either going to be very active or mm. in the day you're going to be kind of, uh, you know, more private and a little bit, mm. a little bit less public than, uh, than you might normally be in the daytime. <laughs> I don't really have any personal experience in that department, but um, what I guess it, yeah, it. I've it's, I've been involved with with a harlot, but I I didn't. She was she was just very, just a very nice woman. She did she didn't really, you know. It, it was sort of like we had a we had a small romance in in oh. the Canary Islands, and it was, um, and it was just like you know th that just like happened to be her job, and then uh, but we oh, yeah. doing something else. I've I've experienced that as well. Um, yeah, I, they're 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 really awesome people. Interesting. Do you want yeah. to do a show on sex workers? <laughs> I don't know how that'd be related to writing, but uh... <laughs> everything. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I I guess like memoirs of romantic. Um... Oh yeah, we could do. Um, yeah, those those like pot boiler uh, like kind of softcore sexy novels those are like those are actually uh, i think those generate like the most uh, statistically the most profit in in uh, as far as genres of of reading go like those mm. are the most profitable uh thing to write i believe unless you you know get like a new york times bestseller or whatever mm. I think this speaks to a time where but basically what he's saying is it's a great pleasure to take a book to bed and stay up all night reading. And yes. uh and uh It's the that, same to do with a harlot. That was the same <laughs> that's right. And that this was back to a time where they didn't have internet or Netflix for anything like that. Or maybe even television. Wait, wait. Nineteen uh nineteen twenty? Well, when, I mean, when was this published? Pro uh, that, that's hard to tell. It was probably the 30s or 40s. Um, so anyway, that was just being generated. He wrote a big famous essay on uh, art in the age of mechanical reproduction, where he said that when you see an actual, the original edition of a work of art, it's got kind of aura around it. It's got mm. its own um, quality, which isn't quite captured by a reprint or infinite replication. <clears throat> he seems like um, the person that would make that argument that uh he was and it's quite interesting because he submitted it to his friends over at the frankfurt school's publication and teddy theodore adorno uh, hey uh, interesting yeah same name as you um interesting yes my name is teddy historical theodore figure. Adorno. Teddy, his name was Teddy or Theodore interchangeably yeah. um, rejected it because he thought well he's a Marxist and it he thought it was a form of commodity fetishism as Marx argued um, uh -huh. uh, when he said that the original thing has an aura but reproductions don't he thought that was like um, some what, kind of too focused on yeah, some uh, turning art into commodity well, it was just woo-woo. It was just like some some concept that Walter Benjamin has in his head that didn't um, accord with material reality, where things don't have an aura. 
And, <laughs> wow, what a guy yeah. with a stick up his ass. <laughs> he he um, really was. He really, if you read his articles, he really did have a stick up his ass. That's definitely true. That definitely seems like it. Um, all right, Here number we go. three. Uh, neither, go ahead. Uh, ne- neither books nor harlots show that minutes are precious to them, but closer acquaintance <laughs> shows what a hurry they are in. Oh my word. Uh, oh my word. <laughs> That's very okay. good. So there's a couple of ways you could look at it. Either it's saying that books can be overwritten and expand on things indefinitely, so they take a long time. Or are you saying you can get lost in reading and keep on reading and reading? But um, yes, I don't I'd, know say, what, I'd say I'd say definitely. It, it also adds to the point that like uh, that someone while writing a book uh, could be very precise in their writing and be very uh, conservative with their words, such that they pack the most meaning into the smallest of sentences. You know? Yeah, they get straight to the point. But on oh, interested. The... I didn't finish it. Neither books nor harlots show that minutes are precious to them, but closer acquaintance shows what a hurry they are in. As our interest becomes absorbed, they too are counting. Mm. Counting down the pages, counting down the minutes between the sheets. Very, very true. These people got money to make, you know? <laughs> These books have time time to spend. <laughs> It's, I love. I always, I do always feel that way whenever I'm uh whenever I'm at the end of a good book. It's like you know, why didn't I get to you know this this has come to a satisfying conclusion, but why didn't mm. I get allow? Why wasn't I allowed more time within mm. this world or whatever? Yeah, I know. When you get when you get to the end of a really good book. You don't want to finish it, so you, sometimes I slow down reading because I'm just loving it so much, and I know the end is nigh. Yeah. Other, other other books I'm trying to get through as quickly as possible so that I can have read them and get on to the next one. It took me uh, ages, I think, to finish uh, Name of the Wind. I had spent a very I like very quickly devoured that book and shot through it. And then when I got to like the final, you know, 30 or 50 pages of it or whatever, I was just like, I, I set it down and I didn't, I, I didn't come back to it. Like subconsciously, I, I was just like, I'm not going to finish it because <laughs> I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to end, you know? Yeah, I've had books like that. One, one great book and the audio book and Audible is even greater because it's got such a voice actor as the power of one and it's like i think it's 24 hours on audible and i still didn't want it to end there was i i dreaded coming to the end because it was such a wonderful experience yeah i did i did that with neuromancer as well it was very good um number four books and harlots have ever been unhappily in love with each other doll isn't that sweet I don't really get that. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, it sounds good. Yes, it does sound good. I I don't understand. You think you think it means something like, uh, you know, books are uh, like the business of books or or. Oh, that's quite clever. Authors are, are very relative to each other or something like this. 
I don't know. Maybe it means like that Morris like to read when they're not hidden connections. I have no idea. I like the la next one though. Books and harlots both have their type of man who both lives off and harasses them. <laughs> In the case of books, critics, but. Uh, I felt like in the case, in the of, case Brooks, of Harlots, critics, we all know. It's like that that last sentence was superfluous. He's just nodding to himself because he's a critic. But books and harlots, both of them have their type of man who both lives off and harasses them. Now, I took that to mean that every type of book and every type of girl would have a particular man that they appeal, you know, that they appeal to. To I don't think that's actually what he meant though. Now he meant the type of man that goes to a harlot in general. But I kind of prefer my meaning. Like, you know, each one has their type, and that that one is yeah, exactly. And it's the same is true of books. Like, different books have different gentlemen calling for them. Oh yeah, that's uh, I'd say that's very true. I love I love how he says harasses them. Yeah. Like yeah. It, in the case of, a, I mean, you know, in the case of Harlots, it's unfortunate, but true. And then in the case of books, it is, it is kind of, it's kind of comical. Yeah. You know, it's how we demand a lot from them. Um, number six uh, is books and Harlots are public establishments for students. I, why does he add for students? <laughs> I don't know. What he means is people are going there to to re to learn something to educate from them. themselves yeah, yeah. Mm. To one might opinion. wonder i think i'm focusing too much on the harlots end of this i should focus more on the books end of it <laughs> uh, go on oh books are uh yeah they they regularly serve uh students and and i think they're uh and yeah you go to a library and they're available for it's very simple uh this one Books and harlots seldom does one who has possessed them witness their end. They are apt to vanish before they expire. Ah, that's uh, that's an interesting statement. The I wonder what does that mean for for a book. I mean, the I, we had just talked about uh, you know how we put one down before we want to finish it, but. It, I feel like there's something in this statement that's a little less uh, literal. Maybe it means you buy a bunch of them but don't finish them. <laughs> that's true. The um, There's this old joke about how there are like three types of books in your personal library. There's the books that you uh, have already read and love to read and keep reading. Uh, the books that you know that that you tell yourself you're going to read one day and you just have never picked up. And then uh, the books that you have that are just nice to have and that you know you'll never read them, but it's good that they're there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's definitely true that there's books that look good on your bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, like, I like the Mark the, Twain. This is the collected works of... Uh, Oscar Wilde. Yes, the, these are the collected works of Oscar Wilde. I've never cracked it. Lawrence. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes me look I, good. I, I like... Um, Mark Twain's quote, a classic is every, th a classic is something that everyone wants to have read, but no one wants to read. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very good. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know what that means. I guess uh, you could say it ends at happily ever after, but the story goes on. And as with with um, maybe it means a prostitute, once... you just get a, a snapshot of her life when when you're in bed and off she goes. I I suppose uh, yeah. I, because once you're once you're finished uh, with them, uh, you kind of just you put them down and and forget about them. The the next one is really good. What a cool one! All right, let's hear it. Number eight. Books and harlots are fond of recounting mendaciously how they became what they are. Yeah. In rea- in reality, they did not of- often notice it themselves. For years, one follows the heart wherever it leads and one day a corpulent body stands soliciting on the spot where once had lingered merely to study life oh my god oh it's so good i mean that's horrifying it's so good though (laughs) it's like yeah i just started writing this article and then i kept on adding stuff to it and then i couldn't finish the damn thing and then like i kept on having to work on it and what do you know i wrote a book and it's like (laughs) whoops yeah whoops it, like something that was meant to be a quick little piece turned into something bigger and if you're if you had the commitment maybe you even finished that thing so and yeah and just analogizing that to oh yeah someone who becomes like to explain why the, here's why i got became here here's why i got here just one thing f- led to another and then this happened and this happened and here i am and all it began with i like this a corpulent body, like a big thick book, stands yeah. soliciting on the spot where once had lingered merely to study life. No, I just got, I just wanted to explore. I just wanted to see what was there, you know, what would happen. Next have- thing you know, you're a crack whore. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he's saying. I don't, I don't okay. want to say that about uh, actual sex workers because uh, uh, their lives aren't like not all of them turn into crack horse. Uh, I know, but that was just me. Yes, wielding, wielding. But you humor. better watch out for that uh, yeah, Philadelphia bus stop because those crack whores are there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not really to be laughed at. It's tra- it's a tragic affair. <laughs> Here and there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Number nine. Please yeah. furnish us. Uh, books and harlots love to turn their backs when putting themselves on show. Oh, that, that's kind of that's kind of hot. Very, yeah, I like that. that's nice. Because I like it when it, she turns her back. It's literal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> looks over her shoulder at you. Mm, sexy. Give you one of those. Yeah. I I never found that you know that like uh I don't know why that never appealed to me. Uh, Stripteases, okay. uh, much like the backs of books, uh, n- n- I never understood them. Not the occasion, not the engaging side. No. Yeah, I, I think if she looks really good in it, she should keep it off, not take it off. What the hell? Um, like the, it's the teasing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Num- number 10. <laughs> number 10. Books and harlots have a large progeny. <laughs> Now, <laughs> this guy good. makes a lot of assumptions about prostitutes, but <laughs> but they're pretty funny. Like I like the idea of books having progeny. Like someone reads them and they take a little idea from it, and you know, on yeah. they go on to the next thing. But but actually, that idea is a meme that spreads, and it it, it kind of 
yeah. enters its way into their own writing or their own dealings in life. Yeah, you're influenced by uh, whatever you read, and you, in a way, yeah, you you take it with you. Uh, kind of, no matter no matter where you go afterwards, you have you kind of this book has affected you. I I do like that. That that's a that, that's a very lovely idea. Uh, mm-hmm. That one thinks about books. That's that's nice to to carry something with you. But Number not a, eleven. Oh, did you have something to say? No, it was nothing worth saying. <laughs> Are you sure? It sounds funny. Yeah, uh, the moment's gone. Okay, all right. Number 11, books and harlots, quote, old bigots, young whores, end quote. <laughs> How many books were once notorious that now serve an instruction for youth? Serve as instruction for youth. Ah, like, oh, oh, that's I pretty good. Myself. Like, misquoted him. That's I'm sorry good. about that. So, yes, once books once thought notorious serve an educational purpose, and uh, despite the prejudice against horse, can fulfill a similar function. That, books. Um, Go on. Yeah. Well, I I like how he characterizes. Um, you know, books as old bigots. Mm. That's uh, yeah. That, but but I think it's interesting. He says that uh, where books that were once notorious, um, it, you know, as if in their life they had uh, you know, this fantastic, you know, like an amount of fame that was uh, something incredible. And I suppose back before. I would I would be interested to see uh, the life of media back before the days of the internet, um, because in that sort of way, you know, a, a lot of times, it, a lot of times in, in today's society, you'll get something that is you know blowing the roof off of everybody's minds, and uh, you know, in four months, it'll be completely irrelevant, and we'll have forgotten about it. And mm-hmm. in five years, it'll be as if it never existed at all, mm. uh, which I find interesting. Yeah, because there's just so much content now. It's 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 difficult to get in the public eye, let alone stand the test of time. And things are kind of created like a little bit like, you know, not to be that durable. Um, it, that too. I think. I think there's a lot of flash in the pan media out there. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. It it, it does kind of depend on, uh, you know, who's funding you and what you want to create. Um, that sort of determines, uh, you know, what type of writer you are. You know, are you are are you working for a content mill or uh, are you, uh, kind of putting something in a wine barrel and. Uh, leaving it to sit to mature for a while um it seems like people have a harder time with that because everything's so fast paced and also the risk of leaving it in a barrel for months and working out so hard on it for it to come to nothing are higher because there's so much competition that's very true um it, it would be interesting to see back in walter benjamin's time when a book you know, was uh, highly loved 
I'm trying to think of something from, you know, the early 20th century, uh, you know, it, and something that did create a splash. And then and that was a good sign that it would stick around for a while. Mm, mm. Twelve books and harlots have their quarrels in public. <laughs> That's funny. It's very uh, apt to him as a critic because it seems like he really had to, he really liked having a good crack, like a good treatise to tell people what was what and quarrel with people that disagreed with you publicly in a book. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I think I think this is another good uh, uh, comment on the life of the critic as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when they're speaking to other critics and they have their arguments with other critics, Mm -hmm. uh, as we found out the other day, uh, how they're meant to uh, they're meant to use the language of art, uh, avoid speaking to the public, uh, but still relate to them uh, in that way. I, I think I think that's a uh, that, I think that's a that's a very good point about books and how they how their ideas are debated in public. Hmm. Would you like to read the final one? Uh, no, please. You you were the one that introduced me to this article. You you have the final one. Okay. Books and harlots. Footnotes in one are banknotes in the stockings of the other. <laughs> that is that that is that makes a lot of sense for books and. Or, or does he mean that like footnotes in a book uh, are, you know, the equivalent of, yeah, yeah, banknotes? Like, yeah. yeah, I just think it's really clever. I just really like it. Yeah, mm. that that makes sense. He would have loved David Foster Wallace. He would have, uh, if 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 this is true, he would have lost it for, for DFW. What's DFW stand for? David, oh, David Foster, Wallace. Foster Wallace, the guy yeah. that you just mentioned. Yeah. Sorry, I've not quite uh, had my coffee yet today. So, yeah, we do have another one. Yeah, that was the end of uh, uh, of Books and Harlots there. Uh, but there is there are more lists. Um, it's, funny doing... that, it's funny that Walter uh, Benjamin wrote in these lists it to be like just small, easily digestible things because you, you had said like his style of philosophy was meant to be expounded upon in this way yeah it was kind of a new form that they were that him and his friends were experimenting with like these kind of like thing. and i think taken off uh i think they yeah i know i think they like pre what's the word for pre like they the, were the a pre progenitor of or the, the pre precursor they are to like beat points in a sense you know they were like well, let's get down in the, you know, right. Like we, I, I don't have yeah. time for the the lofty. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get down to say what we want to say. Say what we want to say, and he, he he does definitely have an artistic way with words. You can see that he loves words. So oh, yeah. we're going to do the principles of the weighty tome or how to write fat books, which is a nice short list, unlike the other ones of thirteen. T T. Fat, PH, fat. yeah, damn, how to write, write fat fat book. books, yeah, it was how to write fat beats and raps, yeah. right. <laughs> yes, Should few we... people know that Walter Benjamin 
was actually one of the greatest pre- rappers of the early 20th century. He was the, the pregenerator of ca- gangster rap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was the pregenerator of the Beastie Boys. He did the same form, but a little bit more white and geeky and Jewish. Yeah, so, it was very geeky. And very Jewish. So Fight for your right to critique effectively. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, yeah. you're go- now you're going intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is a so this is a list that we have, uh, just just seven seven bits this time, not thirteen, uh, about how people are meant to write fat, f a t, uh, books or weighty tomes. Yeah, it's like just, weighty it's tomes. Just advice. If you want to make, if you want to sound cool, you should say weighty. To- if you want to sound educated, yeah, write it. Use the word tome. I think I think that this list actually might be a little ironic if he is. Yeah, because so far we were doing ad- Walter Benjamin's advice to writers. Now this is like his anti-advice. Yeah, this is sort of like, why are you writing a book that's nine million pages long? Why do you have Don't... to do this? Why Why yeah. do you have to do this? Why can't you just be straight to the point like Walter what is Benjamin? That thing that's screaming in the background. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone's doing some work in the building. Okay. Or maybe someone's torturing an animal. It's Mexico. You come to be acclimatized to the noise. Talk about acclimatized. Fair enough. But this is I... this is a this is kind of a list about like why are you writing a, a ridiculous book like this when I can so clearly get my ideas across in such a simple efficient easily digestible manner hmm. so it's a little yes. ironic in that sense should we start the should we start the principles of writing weighty tomes i think we shall uh number one the whole <laughs> composition must be permeated with a protracted and wordy exposition of the initial plan we never do those <laughs> No, no, I don't think uh, I don't think we do. We we tried to we tried to start off with like an introduction of this is what we're gonna do today, and nope, you you're just sort of jumping in the pool here. Right, terms to be included for conceptions that oh terms are to be included for conceptions that except in this definition appear nowhere in the whole book. <laughs> Please, let me tell you what this ridiculous word means. It doesn't matter for anything else, but I'm going to spend three pages describing the meaning of... What what was a word I learned yesterday? Yeah, just a word that's only going to appear once in the book. You define the book. And you're like, yeah, I understand. If you're going to keep hitting that word over and over again, you better tell us what you mean about it. But if you're just going to use it once, why are you defining every freaking word that you use? Oh, because it it must count for an extra, you know, 20 to 30 pages. Right, exactly. He's good at this. Conceptual distinctions laboriously arrived at in the text are to be obliterated again in the relevant notes. Now, okay, this is just like, he's telling you to contradict yourself. He's 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 literally saying, like, read the book. I'm going to make a really lengthy and incredible point and then later it's not going to matter 
Yeah, I'm it's, going to, or, or if, if anything, I'm going to say the opposite. Yeah, I'll say the opposite thing, and you're going to be very confused. But congratulations, I've wasted a lot of your time. Excellent. Yeah. He's, uh, you can feel the, there's a little bit of venom here in his. Yeah, in his yeah. I, I like the fact that he's been able to arrive at these because he's obviously got, gone to his friends and going like, I hate it when people do this in books. It's so <laughs> freaking annoying. And he's I hate it to, so much. I'm going to write an article about it. Uh, he's, he, he managed to collect seven. That's true. <laughs> it's very true of academic books. Tell us oh, number God, four. Yes. God help me if I'm if I'm reading something from academia. I try really, really hard, but I can't even get through the abstract. Yes, that's the thing. When you're not facing the market, you can write in any old crappy style because the university library is obliged to buy it and then force your students to do the same. It's true. Yeah, I knew it. Universities are just a big, big old scam. Especially in the United States. Yes. That's not true. Fund universities. Please, God, pay those teachers more money. Mm, I object, but um, <laughs> let's Moving go on. on. <laughs> uh, number four? What are we on? Yes. Yeah. Four. For concepts treated only in their general significance, examples should be given. If, for example, machines are mentioned, all the different kinds of machines should be enumerated. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, uh, they're all really good. They're like, <laughs> yes, I know what a machine is. Thank you for listing 20 different types. Yes. When did, when did 20,000 Leagues uh, Under the Sea come out? Because this, this happens in that all the time. He's literally like, every time... What's his face? The I, I started. Professor Aranax goes out into the ocean or like sees what's going on under the water. It is two solid pages of of literally the Latin species name of whatever it is he's looking at. Wow, what an annoying guy! It, even he is even an annoying people, guy. Even if people spoke Latin back then, it's still annoying. It is. It's like why. Why would you do like I don't I have no context for this at all. The the sure your your book is like a fantastic you know science fiction novel, but is it though? You, I think the conceptually I think it is because later it gets into this kind of political uh, discussion of you know breaking away from society and wanting to create your own kind of mobile nation sort of thing but but it, as far as descriptions of like of what he's talking of like the machine or of the fish that he freaking sees it if unless i was you know a college educated biologist i i have no idea what he's freaking talking about I, it's just a bunch of of literal latin names of of fish that i don't recognize at all i need a complete separate dictionary. I need three years of Latin and two years of of bio of marine biology study in order to understand the descriptions in this book. You could cut about, I'd say, you know, fifteen percent of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and still perfectly get everything you need from the plot and the what he's talking about. 
It, yeah, so fuck you, Jules Verne. Yeah, fuck you, Jules Verne. <laughs> Suck it. Welcome to, welcome to Go Write Yourself, where we take huge digs on fantastic authors. Next week, Victor Hugo and Alexandre Dumas. Yeah. <laughs> Every We're just going for French people. Yeah. Everything that is known a priori about an object is to be consolidated by abundance of examples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, anything to add about that? Uh, I, think I, I think I kind of just talked about it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty, yeah. Uh, you do the next one. All right, all right, one. okay. Uh, number six, uh, relationships that could be represented graphically must be expounded in words. Instead of being represented in a genealogical tree, for example, all family relationships are to be enumerated and described. All cool. right, yeah. Think of the medium, guys. You, I mean, just think of the medium. Yeah. yeah. So you should know You're whether not gonna you put in a table in your book. Mm -hmm. I freaking love books with maps. Do you? you? Know? Yes. You, especially I, fantasy I books fantasy where novel, they show that. All right. You love it when there's a map. Oh, oh, what? What? Were you going to make fun of me? No, no. I think it's. Uh, no, I like it too. I feel like. Um, it brings you into the world. Like I remember yeah. once I was speaking to a friend of mine, and he was into like power metal. You know all those metal bands that sing about Dungeons and Dragons shit. And he yes. showed me inside the CD, inside the CD case, they had a map like that, like like a fantasy world, like a fantasy novel to show you where their album takes place. Yo, that's Yo. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome to us to other people they think it's incredibly and excessively geeky <laughs> well they don't no, this music isn't for them all right they, they don't <laughs> yeah, deserve no, to read they it they don't deserve it yes yeah. yes yeah it does help bring you into the world you know i like it i feel like it's kind of it was it somewhat really inspiring get submerged yeah submerged in it because the characters are just going to talk about you know where you're going uh you, you know because they they're the ones that live there I also yeah. I also found it very useful when I was reading um, Secret Wars, the the Marvel, uh, like the big, you know, kind of universe combining graphic novel that Marvel used to, you know, combine their their regular universe and their like ultimate universe. The there was a a big list. I mean, talk, bringing this back to genealogical trees, there was a big list at the front of the book that. Um, that listed, you know, every superhero present, you know, because it was just a massive, you know, a massive work with uh, just about every good, impressive, you know, popular superhero in the Marvel universe. They had um, they had all the heroes listed in the front of the book and organized by their super team that they were on. You know, mm -hmm. they were like. Here's the Avengers, here's the X-Men, here's the Inhumans, here's uh, all of those people. Like, the you get, you get things organized like that, and it makes a lot more sense. Because, especially in comic books, people change teams all the time, and things get complicated, and if you haven't been reading them for 30 years, it, oof, 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 talk about inaccessible. 
Mm. But that was yeah, because you don't know the whole history. But it, yeah. it shows you, it makes you feel part of a larger world in which this book is just giving you a window or a glimpse into. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. And this this was done efficiently in a table, and you don't need to do it by words, as as Mr. Benjamin is saying here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Why why make things difficult to understand when they can be easy and comprehensible? It's um. It's he cool, would love in my, he would yeah. he would love the way that people oh, are doing man. things he would, now. He, he definitely wouldn't love the way things people are doing things now, but it does um, make me think. In my book, Universal Basic Income for and Against, I called the ding, ding, ding. I have a I have a uh, page after the contents that says a list of tables, charts, figures, and other interesting in brackets, not boring economisty stuff. <laughs> Uh, yes, economisty is now an adjective. Economisty. Yeah, that makes sense. I know what it is. But I tried to make it. I was. It was a deliberate attempt to make things a little bit fun and light. And um, okay, you know your audience. I really like this one. Seven. A number of opponents, all sharing the same argument, should each be refuted individually. Ooh. Oh, Wait. that's a good observation. He, he he must be speaking from first hand experience of reading Marxists and things or yeah uh, of, of political polemics when they're like, well, a council is this and this person says that and then, and it's like, yeah, I know they all said the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you why. I I'm not going to refute the idea. I'm going to say you're all wrong for the reasons that you're wrong individually. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I whoa. love it. It's so strident and it's such a good, um, you, you know, it's born, like you said, he's quite spicy. It's quite salty. You know, it's born of an actual thing that happened. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big salty vibes. Salty as the seven seas here. That... Right. So I have one more article. Shall we leave it for another show or shall we bash on? Well, I think. I think we're at a, a very good, we're a little bit short of our usual time, but I think no. we're at a very good stopping point. Let's do um, it. So we'll be back once more with uh, one final article. With, what, with yet another Walter Goggins article <laughs> right. about how to be a sheriff in the <laughs> Mandalorian universe. Uh, <laughs> so tune into that and Until make then. sure... You get that good advice for Maybe how you to can write, write us, yourself. Yeah, you should get out there and write a listicle for other people on your advice or anti-advice to writers. Yes, and also write listicles about the top 10 podcasts you've listened today. And on writing. Yeah. yeah, put us at number one and Definitely. three and seven and nine. I have all four Walter Benjamin art uh, podcasts as your top favorite podcasts. Yeah, just list individually everything that Episodes. we've done as the best ones. <laughs> That'll be good. That's your homework <laughs> for next week, guys. Yeah. Okay. Catch you later. Bye-bye.